You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. The Rough Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Tokers and Tokets and non-toking lovers of liberty. It is Monday, November 16, 2015, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. And that somewhere in the world for me is Montego Bay, Jamaica. We're coming to you live from Montego Bay, Jamaica, the uh, Hotel Floriana, where I'm staying. I'm uh, sitting poolside, and uh, it's beautiful out here. Uh, Overcast, the sun's already gone down. Temperature's probably around 85 degrees. And it's it's just uh, an amazing country, an amazing culture and experience here in Jamaica. Coming up on today's show, we're going to give you some of that flavor. First, we're going to take you to the High Times Cannabis Cup that took place in Negril, Jamaica. And I managed to meet Dr. Dina, a fellow cannabis radio host. Dr. Dina was there on the beach paddleboarding with her husband. And she was speaking with uh, one of the Spanish strain hunters. If you know the uh, show Strain Hunters, uh, I forget what the fellow's name is. I'm sure we'll hear it in the interview. But it was very interesting hearing about the Spanish collective system and how that works out there uh, for uh, marijuana in a kind of a group setting. They can cultivate marijuana collectively, buy, uh, sell it to their own members, but you can't share it with anybody. That's quite interesting. Also, uh, we're going to take a look at the laws here in Jamaica and you know what's technically legal, what's technically illegal, but culturally what's just happening everywhere you look, and that is ganja, ganja, ganja. It's everywhere, man. It's a beautiful place and uh, really happy to be uh, reporting from here. Of course, uh, the rest of this week, I will be in Washington, D.C. at the Drug Policy Alliance Biennial Conference. So uh, we'll have plenty from that as well. I just read an update that uh, there will be a specific uh, meeting with Black Lives Matter activists with respect to ending the drug war and how it has that effect that we call the new Jim Crow. So stay tuned for that coming up in the rest of the week. But on today's show, of course, it's Monday, and that means we need to get our regular dose of cannabis science with Dr. Mitch Earlywine. We'll be speaking with Dr. Mitch, and we've got all sorts of interesting, very pro cannabis health studies to talk about. Five different studies that show that uh, consumption of cannabis is not only uh, not as harmful as they say, but actually may be beneficial in many ways we have yet to fully understand. Also on the show today, uh, we'll have time for a radical rant. I'm going to talk about big marijuana. There was a huge announcement uh, at the Cannabis Cup about a new marijuana celebrity uh, pitching their own marijuana brand. We'll tell you about who it was in the radical rant coming up here at the end of the show. In behind the headlines, we're going to take a look at the recent uh, Wilkinson memo and how the federal government is kind of uh, teasing the Native American tribe with respect to their cannabis sovereignty. Uh, last week, of course, the Flandro Santee Sioux tribe canceled their plans for their New Year's Eve marijuana resort. Uh, we'll get behind that and a couple of other raids that happened to other tribes who've been trying to expand their cannabis rights. But first, we start everything off as we always do with the Cannabis Radio News. And in the headlines today, we have got uh, the city of Pittsburgh taking a look at ending marijuana marijuana, uh, decriminalizing marijuana, I should say. Uh, we've got Canada's prime minister who is moving forward very quickly on the legalization of marijuana. We've got news coming out of Colombia as well and plenty more in the Cannabis Radio News headlines. We're live from Montego Bay, Jamaica at Hotel Gloriana Poolside. I'm Radical Russ. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be right back after these messages from our sponsors with the news. Nation. 
the son of a Polish immigrant who grew up in a Brooklyn tenement. He went to public schools, then college, where the work of his life began, fighting injustice and inequality, speaking truth to power. He moved to Vermont, won election and praise as one of America's best mayors. In Congress, he stood up for working families and for principle, opposing the Iraq war, supporting veterans. Now he's taking on Wall Street and a corrupt political system, funded by over a million contributions, tackling climate change to create clean energy jobs, fighting for living wages, equal pay, and tuition-free public colleges. People are sick and tired of establishment politics, and they want real change. Bernie Sanders, husband, father, grandfather, an honest leader, building a movement with you to give us a future to believe in. I'm Bernie Sanders, and I approve this message. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. It's time for the Cannabis Radio News, covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Cannabis Radio News is available exclusively through CannabisRadio.com in partnership with the Associated Press. Now, your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds in the Cannabis Radio News. This is your Cannabis Radio News for Monday, November 16th, 2015. Associated Press reports that Colombia's government plans to legalize the cultivation and sale of marijuana for medicinal and scientific purposes, officials said Thursday in a surprise shift by the longtime U.S. ally in the war on drugs. The change is coming in an executive decree that President Juan Manuel Santos will soon sign into law. It will regulate everything from licensing for growers to the eventual export of products made from marijuana. Justice Minister Yased Reyes said, the, with the new policy, Colombia joins countries from Mexico to Chile that have experimented with legalization or decriminalization as part of a wave of changing attitudes toward drug use and policies to combat it in Latin America. Colombians for two decades have been allowed to possess small quantities of any narcotic for personal use thanks to a series of constitutional court rulings guaranteeing the free development of one's personality. Marijuana.com reports that Canada's new prime minister was only sworn in less than two weeks ago, but he's already begun the process that will lead to the nationwide legalization of marijuana. Quote, I will expect you to work with your colleagues and through established legislative, regulatory and cabinet processes to deliver on your top priorities, including a federal, provincial, territorial process that will lead to the legalization of and regulation of marijuana. End quote. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau wrote to Jody Wilson-Raybould, the country's new justice minister and attorney general. Support for legalization was also included in the official platform of Trudeau's Liberal Party, which swept the country's October 19th federal elections with a strong majority. It is unclear how long it will take the new government to formulate and enact a system to tax and regulate marijuana, but Parliament is scheduled to resume on December 3rd. Next. Next, Pittsburgh reports that a bill to decriminalize possession of small amounts of marijuana within the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, is set to be introduced Tuesday in city council. The legislation, based on a law enacted in Philadelphia last October, would amend the Pittsburgh city code to make possession of a small amount of marijuana, under 30 grams, or smoking a small amount of marijuana in a public space, a civil violation subject to a fine of $100. Under current city law, possession of a small amount of marijuana is a misdemeanor, but according to Patrick Nightingale, executive director of Pittsburgh Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, that charge is almost always downgraded to a summary charge of disorderly conduct. Even so, an individual who accepts a plea bargain still faces a number of legal obstacles, says Nightingale. Quote, even after the charge is reduced, they 
face up to a $300 fine, approximately $125 court costs, and they have to be proactive to have the underlying controlled substances misdemeanor expunged from their record. End quote. 18 months after proposing a bill that would legalize recreational marijuana in New Jersey, State Senator Nicholas Scutari will preside over a hearing Monday that allows only supporters to testify. Quote, I'm going to start positive, then open up the floor to the people who are against it. End quote, said Scutari. Opponents will get their turn at a future hearing, he said. With a governor who firmly opposes legalizing recreational marijuana use, there is plenty of time to give everybody who wants to speak out a chance to do so, he said. He admits he thinks opponents offer shallow arguments to make their point. As both a governor and candidate for president, Chris Christie has called marijuana a gateway drug that is harmful to children. He said that if elected president, he would challenge the states that legalized its recreational use. His term is up January of 2018. There are three upcoming marijuana proposals that could change the cannabis game in Montana come next November. One would legalize cannabis to create a similar recreational structure as Colorado or Washington through a constitutional initiative. The second would modify the state's existing medical marijuana system. On the opposite end of the spectrum, the third would outlaw cannabis entirely on the basis that any drugs that are illegal federally would also be illegal in the state. Wow, sounds like Montana can't decide whether they love or hate the cannabis movement, but one way or another... The deadline for collecting signatures is June of 2016. Let's hope those first two initiatives pass and not the third. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Monday, November 16th, 2015. I'm Russ Belville. without taxes. Let New Era Certified Public Accountants, NewEraCPAs.com, handle your Cannabis 280E and tax strategy. Get your business prepared with New Era CPA's Cannabis Finance Bootcamp. NewEraCPAs.com, with years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. NewEraCPAs.com. Five of the last nine major party candidates to run for president, three of the last nine vice presidential candidates, and the last three two-term presidents have all smoked pot. Marijuana, the gateway drug to the White House. This is the Russ Belville Show. Wowie wowie. Acapulco gold. California kush. Our strains stretch everywhere, too. This is the Cannabis Radio Network. Get dot buzz. Dot buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. Dot buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. Dot buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. Dot buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at get.buzz. back everybody we are poolside at hotel gloriana in montego bay jamaica we came out here for the high times cannabis cup and in our next segment we'll have some audio from the cannabis cup with dr dina and a spanish strain hunter but 
In this Behind the Headlines, I want to take a look at the law regarding marijuana legalizations, or the memos, I should say, regarding marijuana legalization, and how that applies to the Native American tribes. Uh, in the AboveTheLaw.com blog, Hillary Bricken from Seattle uh, has a great post up called Mixed Smoke Signals for Tribal Marijuana from DOJ, that'd be Department of Justice. Now, in 2014, the Department of Justice said that the Native tribes are basically subject to the Cole Memo. The Cole Memo, of course, said that, you know, the states that are going to legalize, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, Alaska, if you guys are going to legalize, the Cole Memo goes, uh, we'll kind of let it happen. We'll let it slide so long as you have a very strict system. And they have eight points that they listed out, like prevent diversion from minors, you know, uh, no pot on federal lands and so forth. No guns, no uh, covering for trafficking. You can look it up. Cole Memo, right? So that was passed for the state. The Cole Memo came out for the states, but then the Native tribe said, well, wait a minute. You know, we're sovereign nations here. What about us? And the next memo is called the Wilkinson Memo. It came out and said the Native American tribes have the same rights as the states. If they want to move forward legalizing cannabis or industrial hemp, they have the right to do so, so long as they follow the tenets of the Cole Memorandum. The, the tribal memo, this is the actual quote from the tribal memo. It says, Indian country includes numerous reservations and tribal lands with diverse sovereign governments, many of which traverse state borders and federal districts. Given this, the United States attorneys recognize that effective federal enforcement in Indian country, including marijuana enforcement, requires consultation with our tribal partners in the districts and flexibility to confront the particular yet sometimes divergent public safety issues that can exist on any single reservation. Consistent with the Attorney General's 2010 Indian Country Initiative in evaluating marijuana enforcement activities in Indian Country, each United States attorney should consult with the affected tribes on a government-to-government basis. End quote. So that's, you know, the tribes saw that and went, all right, that's the, that's the go-ahead. Go ahead and follow the, the priorities of the cold memo and consult with the U.S. attorney let them know, hey, we're, we're not just legalizing this for anybody. We're following the Cole Memo. Then DOJ was supposed to be, all right, go like Colorado. Go like Washington. Go ahead and legalize. But that's not been happening. For some reason, the tribal sovereignty is being trampled all over by our federal government. Surprise. Uh, compared to what they're allowing the states to do. Washington, Colorado, Oregon, Alaska. Washington, Colorado, already over $200 million in uh, sales for marijuana, right? Oregon's going to be way up there. I mean, we're just going millions and millions too. Alaska's going to catch up eventually. So we've been left alone. There haven't been raids. There haven't been any big raids in in Colorado or or, uh, Washington. I mean, there have been a couple, but they were like clearly, you know, or supposedly clearly criminal. What I'm saying is they're not breaking down the doors at the dispensaries on on, uh, Colfax in, in Denver, right? So there was three raids, actually. There's three stories that Hillary Bricken talks about in this uh, blog post. And the first was the Pitt River raid uh, in July. In that case, the federal government busted into this uh, rancheria in California for uh, the Alturas Indians and said, you know, it was uh, ongoing criminal marijuana cultivation projects. And, and, and so why were they busted? Well, because California, according to the DOJ... California doesn't have a strict regulatory policy for its marijuana, right? It's all loosey-goosey medical marijuana out there. So they felt like, okay, this this California tribe can't be following the Cole Memo because of California's lax laws, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense if the tribe itself came up with its own rules and were following them that followed the Cole Memo. Then in Wisconsin, we reported on the Menomene tribe. Uh, in Wisconsin that was growing 30,000 plants of hemp, industrial hemp. Now, I had heard they were growing it for the medical value of getting CBD off the hemp, but whatever. They maintain they were growing for research into growing industrial hemp for fiber uh, fiber food and oil, right? Uh, But federal law doesn't uh, allow farming without a hemp permit, but once the Farm Bill of 2014 passed... That allowed some these states some, some leeway. And then, of course, the Santee Sioux tribe having to cancel their uh, New Year's Eve marijuana lounge and burn down their crop. That's just how white folks will do you. Yeah, no kidding. And they 
burned down their crop because they were afraid of getting raided, and then if they got raided, the, the DOJ, DEA would smash up all their equipment. And part of the sticking point is that they say, well, you can legalize, but if you legalize on tribal lands, it's only for tribal members. So any non-tribal members would just get busted. They better work this out and quickly. Happy 420 from Jamaica, man. One of America's leading exports over... Get.Buzz. .Buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. .Buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. .Buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. .Buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names, such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at get.buzz. Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio, inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. One of America's leading exports over the past 50 years has been the global war on drugs. Through UN treaties, we have bent the world to accept our marijuana prohibition. Learn how our allies in Europe are fighting for their freedom as we go across the pond. Welcome back, everybody, live uh, from Poolside at Hotel Gloriani in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And today for Across the Pond, we're going to talk, we're going to hear a little bit about the system in Spain. Uh, I'm here in Jamaica at the high, I was covering the High Times Cannabis Cup, and uh, I came upon uh, Dr. Dina, another one of our cannabis radio hosts. She was paddleboarding. Her husband was there as well, and they were talking to this man who is had the, the Strain Hunters tattoo. He's one of the Strain Hunters, and I can't remember his name to save my life. But uh, they were talking about the Spanish collective system, so I came up with the recorder and got a chance to speak to them right there on the beach in Negril, Jamaica. So we'll play that for you. Also, I want to point folks to a new column I'm writing uh, for Cannabis Culture Online. That's uh, Mark, Mark Emery's uh, Cannabis Culture. And you can find it every Sunday. I'm calling it the Southern Sunday. So, you know, south of Canada, right? So I'll report on an American legalization to Canadians. But uh, so if you search on their website, you should be able to find it, uh, all my columns, which so far there are two. And this, uh, this week's column uh, talks about my experience uh, back in Negril at Alfred's Beach Palace on the beach. And two friends I ran into there that... You'd never expect to run into this far away from home. So we will play that for you. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that and talk a little bit about that in hour two. Also in hour two, remember that you can uh, call in here. We've got a live phone line at 971-533-7111. That's uh, 971 971- 533-7111 if you want to call in, ask any questions about what's going on here in Jamaica. i got to say the food is awesome. The ganja is good, but uh, we'll talk more about that in hour two as well. Let's go back to the beach in Negril, where I come walking up on Dr. Dina and the Strain Hunter. Right, in order to get like, invited to the club? Not only, but officially you have to be a resident to be a member. Okay. You have to be a Spanish resident. Okay. So in theory, so I'm even a lucky girl to have yeah, all these very cards. lucky, okay. very lucky. <laughs> don't mention it. I, know, I don't know what you're talking what about. Cards? I don't know what you're talking Me? about. Business cards, business cards. It's not my club. <laughs> 
Not entry code. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a... Uh, so you have to be a resident and then you have to know someone. Yeah, at okay. the moment that's a real regulation. I like that. Uh, it's, uh, also, it's a non-commercial operation. They don't allow you to pay taxes. They don't allow you to, to be a, a, a business. It's a non-profit private club. <laughs> Even the club. restaurant. Even All the restaurant. That. Okay. Everything. I like that. I like that too, but I would prefer if they would give us a, like a little bit of a more commercial model because yeah. then it can work. Then you yeah. can make a business, make it profitable, and they can't share make it, it either, right? Make it, mm. You can't share it. You have to buy it yourself and smoke it yourself. Because that was the weird thing is I'm so used to passing a joint yeah. and there it's like, oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Smoke you smoke your own. Your own. <laughs> smoke your own. I'm like, this, what are you yeah. saying? My stuff isn't good? <laughs> Trust me, you want to hit this. <laughs> no. Uh, we're on the beach in the Grill Jamaica VIP area of the Cannabis Cup, mm. and Dr. Dean is here. How are you doing, Dina? I'm doing great. How are you? So I, I got in here late, so tell me who we're speaking to and, and, and what's the story. We are very lucky because I was paddle boarding from the hotel over to the High Times site just to check it out, and I came across Jason from Alternative Herbal Health Services, Oswego, which... I needed to get a joint, so we had to find Jason, immediately grab him, and then we lit it, and then Franco from Strain Hunters and the Greenhouse fame in Amsterdam yes. walks by and instant smoke sesh. Of course. We love it. On the white sand beaches here in Jamaica with people from multiple countries. I'm still wearing my life vest, so... I know. Yeah. Well, you're safe from, you know, any I'm possible safe. drowning. I'm I'm not going to drown right now. <laughs> it was interesting hearing about the, the Spanish collective model. That's something... You know, here in America, I wonder if we would even accept that in some respects, being as so... You're saying there's a lot of business problems with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, look, the Spanish model is, is theoretically good in the sense that it allows a lot of uh, freedom for the local people. But in the end, it's not a commercial model. There's no tax revenues generated. There's no real jobs created. There's no... It's still shady. It's so still, in a sense, it's like the government saying, all right... We don't want y'all dealing weed, so we'll let you yeah. gather together and yeah, smoke exactly. it, but there's not going to be any profit exactly. in it. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It's and, still at that stage. And, and I, believe, I believe it's going to evolve. I believe that's just a stage of evolution. I mean, it's, a, it's inevitable that when you have so many million people that want to, to have this as a, as, a, as a commodity, as a normal commodity of life, sure. like you know, many others... Then there has to be a commercial model behind. Otherwise, it's, it can't be Can successful. Can talk about Colorado yeah. and how like all the money they're making and bringing in? Is that sexy to them? It's very sexy to Europe. Okay. But at the moment, it's sexy to the, to the general public and not so sexy to the politicians yet. That's the issue. You know what I mean? But just about like it always is, right? The people are way ahead of it before the way, politicians society are. Society is way ahead. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. Any predictions for the, the timeline of change in Europe or Spain? In my feeling, my gut feeling, in the next 12 months, there will be a regulation in Barcelona area, at least, in Catalonia. And for the rest of Spain, it's hard to say. But it's for sure the one country in Europe that is most likely to follow the good model of, of the states. At the and moment, and at the I imagine moment. you've probably got the same sort of situation where the, the more urban, cosmopolitan areas may be more for it, the more yeah. rural, conservative, religious areas, yeah. maybe not so much. Exactly the same situation. Mm. Not only, but it's also a very similar situation with federal government versus state. Okay. Because the Spanish central government from Madrid has a very different opinion on the clubs compared to the government of the region of Barcelona. Hmm. And so it's a very similar situation in the end with the federal state issue. So you're thinking that the, the uh, the Spanish states are going to push this and then the they feds are. will follow That's they're, they're, they're going to follow behind okay. the north state it's called Basque country mm -hmm. it's already I noticed the same thing though in Basque country it was yeah. like you can smoke in front of the Basque yeah. police but not in front of the Spanish yes, police exactly. <laughs> and so, exactly, yes. and so you, had, you were yes. really stoned yes. you'd see a uniform and you had to quickly learn which okay, is which okay this guy yes cool <laughs> not throw the joint not so bad that guy okay. throw the joint yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the situation at the moment that's fantastic but it's fun to be there and you know, we fight. We always fight. We've sure. been fighting in Holland. We fight in Spain. We've, fight we never stop fighting. So in the end, it's good. Well, we'll, we'll win. We are winning for yeah, sure. For Thanks sure. for talking to us. We appreciate your Honor. perspective from Spain, Honor. man. Appreciate that. And Dr. Dina? always a pleasure nice talking to you too nice talking to you Rose. and enjoy the paddle boarding thank you don't let the sharks get you back in there <laughs> <laughs> radical Russ here from the grill jamaica we're going to take a break thanks for joining us don't touch that dial we're right back to radical russ in just a few minutes hey does anybody really have a dial anymore 
You're listening to The Russ Belleville Show. All right, folks, stay tuned. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we've got Dr. Mitch Erlingwine on the line for our cannabis Q&A. And remember, you can call us live at 971-533-7111. We'll be back right after this. Russ Belville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest growing business association in the fastest growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel One on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues. It's time for the Russ Belleville Show's Cannabis Q&A with Dr. Mitch Earlywine. Dr. Earlywine is a professor of psychology at the State University of New York at Albany and a leading author and researcher on cannabinoids and health who pins the Ask Dr. Mitch column for High Times Magazine. Get your questions ready in our live chat or call in to 971-533-7111 now. Welcome back, everybody. We're poolside in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and speaking to us in a, from a place that's probably much colder is Dr. Mitch Earlywine. How you doing, Dr. Mitch? Well, just a little envious. <laughs> it's it's definitely enviable. Uh, we're, we're poolside because it's the only place I can get Wi-Fi. They don't have Wi-Fi in the rooms, but you do what you can when you're on an island, I guess. Uh, how are things up in uh, New York for you? In fact, it's a delight here, but I got a feeling it's a little more delightful there. Yeah. Now, uh, will you be making your way to Washington, D.C. for the DPA conference? I can't pull that one off. I'll be down there again when uh, Normal has its uh, legislative lobby day. Okay, so we'll keep everyone posted for that. And as people heard on the ad uh, before the segment, uh, Dr. Mitch has a podcast, Burning Issues, which you can also get here on CannabisRadio.com. Are uh, there any uh, future episodes you want to promote? What's funny is uh, one of our brothers on the station uh, has an interview with me, ironically. It's the Just Say No podcast with our buddy Ryan Hunt. And I actually get to go in detail on addiction and things like that. Oh, very good. All right. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Check it out on CannabisRadio.com and uh, start subscribing to the podcast. We've got some great stories to go over here with Dr. Mitch. Uh, It's just like a five-pack of what's great about marijuana. And it really doesn't matter what order we start in, so I'm just going to start at the top. There's a study that says marijuana consumers less likely to suffer from metabolic syndrome. Uh, our friend Paul Armentano wrote this one up. Uh, can you tell us what, it te- what we learned from this? I just want to emphasize that it's correlational, but a, a small effect in a large sample. The folks who are cannabis users are less likely to have metabolic syndrome. Basically, this conglomeration of high cholesterol, low good cholesterol, uh, strange high blood pressure, and things like that. These sort of markers that have, are for bad health are less likely in the folks who are using cannabis lately. I can't necessarily attribute it to cannabis. It could be that folks who love the plant also are taking good care of themselves and making sure they uh, eat right and exercise regularly. But this is a interesting and compelling thing that would suggest that uh, an intervention with cannabis might help folks with things like fasting glucose level and high triglycerides. Oh, wow. Uh, so this could be a, a, some sort of adjunct treatment in the future, something to go along with diet and exercise? 
it, it seems uh, like it'd be worth it given the large sample and the, you know, just a few percentage points and every little bit helps. When you think about things like a daily aspirin or uh, some of the other things we do to sort of intervene with nutritional health, uh, this, is, this is definitely in the ballpark. I'd, I'd love to see this done. All right. Uh, the next uh, the next story comes from Details Magazine, so it's a little bit cheeky, and it says, guys who smoke weed are having better sex than you, according to a study, and I hope they're not talking to me because I smoke weed. Exactly. What's funny is it really is just the, that group that uh, is the sort of having sex the most, uh, cannabis users end up in that group more than uh, non-cannabis users, given the base rate of each. The thing is, again, this is probably just a, a correlation. I don't think uh, smoking cannabis necessarily gets you laid. It's just folks with sort of extroverted, open-minded uh, attitudes happen to like uh, having lots of sex and using cannabis. Well, and, and being the guy who's got the weed can't hurt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got to admit. <laughs> All right. So uh, another story we get here, um, and, and this also dovetails with some... Uh, Headlines I've been reading recently. Uh, it says weed may treat ADHD better than Adderall, and I also wanted to tie that into how Dr. Carl Hart recently has gotten some headlines proclaiming that basically Adderall is meth. So, what do we know about this study, and, and any comments about Adderall and meth? Well, I mean, Adderall is meth in the sense that it's uh, an orally administered stimulant, and in fact, the folks who seem to respond well with ADHD also are at risk for using meth. So it's uh, controversial in the sense that you have to understand that the reason some people are hyperactive is because they just don't have enough stimulation. So any stimulant would help increase that and and make things better. The results here are are neat because it's kind of dovetails with some work by my student Mallory Laughlin just suggesting that there are probably certain strains that are going to help, and it may only be for a subset of symptoms, um, but ADHD may respond particularly well to some of the stimulating, uh, ironically, strains of cannabis. I've, I've heard this, you know, anecdotally from lots of people, uh, and it, it almost seems, you know, doing what I do, I get to meet people that have been doing weed for a long time, and I meet guys that have been smoking since they were 12 or 13, and of course, not recommending that at all, but almost to a, a man, and, and it usually is men that I'm talking to here, they'll, they'll say, yeah, I was a hyper kid, I, I, was, I was very unfocused, and weed helped me focus. Well, in fact, ADHD is more common in in boys and in men, so that uh, isn't a a, a giant stunner. And, in fact, that increasing the arousal, at least those particular strains, is consistent with other models of uh, how ADHD meds work. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be so difficult. Uh, I think our society is pretty accepting of the idea of a doctor prescribing a pill for a kid, but uh, we see so much uh, reaction and opposition uh, just knee-jerk opposition in even the medical marijuana about the side effect pro- we're going to make sure that the dose is as low as possible so we want to reach uh, the alleviation of symptoms without necessarily creating any negative consequences I think folks are going to open up to this and then with the seizure folks and, and things like that I mean it's just categorically so much better we just need to watch some of those videos once in a while and and you know if you see a child having a seizure clearly anything's got to be better than that right right so weird that we think of cannabis as the medicine of last resort when the side effects from some of the first resort medicines are worse than what the cannabis or even the sometimes what the disease you're trying to treat uh, can be. All right, let's get to this uh, another story, which, you know, given the rum punch and red stripe that flows like water out here is very uh, interesting to me. Cannabis may reverse alcohol induced brain damage, according to a study. So I'm disappointed in the headline here because uh, it's not that cannabis will reverse it so much as protect against it. Mm. So if you've already got uh, alcohol-induced brain deficits, it's not going to build you a new brain. But it will (laughs) make sure, especially if you've got something uh, with the potential to stimulate those CB2 receptors, uh, we're going to get essentially uh, less of the alcohol-induced neurotoxicity. And I really want to emphasize that, in truth, prevention is more than a pound of cure profile. And I'm not on it just yet because it does show a lot of promise. 
In our final story, uh, a new study finds that cannabinoids have anti-tumoral effect on HCC, the form of liver cancer. And how many cancers now have we seen uh, this sort of effect uh, in lab studies? I mean, it's, it's pretty intriguing when you start thinking about how cancer really works. And this is the uh, heptat, uh, hepatocellular carcinoma, the, really the most common liver cancer, and one that creates a lot of scar tissue and can lead to, you know, basically the cirrhotic things. So it's also a kind of undoing of alcohol, if you will, but it can arise from a number of different effects. The other big advantage is that uh, cannabis can help folks stay on their liver meds because they're so nauseating and things like that. So I feel like this is uh, has a lot of potential. Unfortunately, the coverage has been uh, playing up the cannabinoid receptor agonist, uh, WIN, as it's known. I would, ugh, that one's just synthetic and weird, and I, I would prefer people obviously using the one that's got the 5,000-year safety profile. All right. And uh, finally, uh, to wrap up the interview, of course, we remind folks that Dr. Mitch... These are animal data, but add up the December data, it seems like it's already filling up. I didn't want to tease anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, if folks check out the normal website, they will find out. Uh, it's not just for attorneys either. That's really the kind of thing. Uh, in fact, it is. I appreciate you bringing... The voice of the marijuana nation. Earn your PhD in THC monetization with CannabisRadio.com. Don't be late. Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. Herbie's Cannabis Seeds, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best quality seeds from the world's most respected cannabis seed producers, all at the lowest online prices. You can find Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. All cannabis seeds are sold as souvenirs and as a means of preserving cannabis genetics. Herbie's Seeds in no way intends to condone, promote, or incite the use of illegal or controlled substances. We strongly urge all prospective customers to check their national laws prior to placing an order. Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. Proud sponsors of The Russ Belville Show and 420 Radio. In the interest of fair and balanced journalism, the Russ Belville Show presents the anti-drug public service announcement of the day. There are people out there that would never, ever consider doing heroin, and yet they'd try cocaine or crack in a minute. Well, believe it or not, crack is five times more addictive than heroin. Say no when someone offers you drugs. Just walk away. If you've got a problem now, remember there are a lot of people out here who want to help you. Say no to cocaine. Say no to crack. Don't do drugs. Just don't. This has been the anti-drug public service announcement of the day. To cure this sort of reefer madness, listen to the Russ Belville Show every weekday on 420radio.org. must wage what I have called total war against public enemy number one. I support a change in law to end federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. That marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug. Some think there won't be room for them in jail. We'll make room. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it and didn't inhale. And one major responsibility is to encourage people to use less drugs. Entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Radical rant. Marijuana looks like Marley, Snoop, Willie, and Rihanna. 
Ever since the popularization of marijuana in America, there has always been a concern from cannabis consumers that big tobacco would swoop in and create the Marlboro of marijuana, full of additives. For the other side, the opponents of legalization of marijuana, big marijuana is some corporate boogeyman that adulterates cannabis to make it more addictive and then markets it to kids. So far, however, big marijuana looks like three pot-smoking musicians cashing in on their celebrity and one private equity firm cashing in on another pot-smoking musician. I'm sitting here at the Hotel Gloriana in Montego Bay, Jamaica. I got back from Negril, Jamaica, where High Times just held their Cannabis Cup in conjunction with the Rastafari Roots Fest. Superstar pop singer Rihanna, a native of the Caribbean island of, Ar- of Barbados, was in attendance and took the stage at the cup, according to 18 Karat Reggae, to announce the launching of her new cannabis brand, cleverly called Rihanna. Rihanna's brand will offer edibles, concentrates, and island-themed flour like Caribbean Kush, Haitian Haze, and Jamaican High Grade. According to Rihanna, quote, Mariana by Rihanna is truly the first mainstream cannabis brand in the world and proud to be a pioneer. Mariana is blazing a trail for the industry, end quote. The first? The first mainstream cannabis brand, Riri? Hardly. In 2014, Privateer Holdings, the uh, group that owns Leafly, among other things, announced its exclusive partnership with the estate of the late reggae icon Bob Marley to create a mainstream cannabis brand called Marley Natural. Vice News described the, quote, American private equity firm led by a team of white Yale-educated go-getting fitness freaks, end quote, who would be cashing in on the legacy of both Bob Marley and Jamaican ganja. But since ganja cultivation is still technically illegal in Jamaica, all Marley natural cannabis will be grown in the United States. The poor Rasta ganja farmers who've always struggled economically will no way benefit from this brand. And then, Rihanna, you've got country music legend Willie Nelson. He got into the act earlier this year, announcing the creation of his Willie's Reserve brand of marijuana. The Daily Beast talked with Willie's spokesman, Michael Bowman, who described what would be a vertically integrated brand with the farmers growing the cannabis to the stores it will be sold in. He says, quote, let's just call it the anti-Walmart model. Personally, internally, that's what we call it. Willie's Reserve would be like a Whole Foods store that sells its own brands as well as others that meet Willie's moral guidelines. Quote, a certain standard by which growers have to account for carbon and such in a way that empowers small growers who are doing the right thing. End quote. And then just last week, Rihanna, rapper Snoop Dogg announced his premium Leafs by Snoop brand. The Guardian reported that it makes, quote, Snoop the first celebrity to front a line of personally branded marijuana products, end quote, clearly not aware of both Marley Natural and Willie's Reserve. Leafs by Snoop, by the way, are being grown and sold by Livewell in Colorado. Snoop himself isn't the owner of the brand because Colorado marijuana companies must be owned by Colorado residents. Livewell is a controversial choice by Snoop, considering the company was sued in 2014 for handing out medicated chocolates at the Denver County Fair that its vendors claimed were THC-free bunch of people got sick, went to the hospital, freaked out from their marijuana over-ingestion. This year, LiveWell had 60,000 plants quarantined over the use of pesticides, which led to protests by the Cannabis Consumers Coalition and a lawsuit by two of their consumers who said, if we'd have known that they were treating this stuff with Eagle 20, we would have never wanted to smoke this stuff. So, Are the fears of big marijuana justified? Well, I can think that the prohibitionists would argue that celebrity-endorsed weed, especially a top-of-the-pop-charts 20-something superstar like Rihanna, who's on posters in teenage girls' rooms everywhere, right? 
is exactly the kind of corporate marketing to kids they predicted. I bet Rastas would argue that the corporate mining of Bob Marley's legacy, without giving back to the poor Jamaican ganja farmers, is an insult to Bob Marley's beliefs. And tokers like you and me might wonder if Snoop's pesticide pot peddling live well represents exactly the sort of profit over people corporate model we want to avoid. I would argue that Willie Nelson, much more than the others in this list, has put his money where his mouth is when it has come to legalizing marijuana and creating these economic opportunities through his donations and appearances for normal and more generally toward farmers with his longtime farm aid concerts. If there is going to be a big marijuana, let's make sure that it's more like Willie's Reserve by voting with our weed dollars. And I think we're going to see more of these celebrity thing brands. I know Tommy Chong's got stuff uh, in the works that he's putting out, and there's going to be more. And as these brands come about, we need to be the ones that are shaping them. This has already happened. We've already done this. We already dealt with this with the Open Vape scenario when the company Open Vape proudly announced that they would be drug testing their employees. And we got them to listen to reason, and we got them talking to Paul Armentano and the people at Normal to understand that not only is the drug testing kind of a vile intrusion into our personal privacy, but it really doesn't work. It really doesn't do for you what you're trying to do, which is to eliminate hazards in the workplace. A much better program is one that engages in impairment testing, uh, whether you're impaired from fatigue or you're impaired from anger or alcohol or you overate or you're sick or whatever it might be. So we cannabis consumers had a direct and swift influence on corporate America, especially corporate America that didn't understand what marijuana and our culture was all about. So now it's our time to make sure that we hold these brands accountable and through our purchases through the voting with our wallets, we make them more like the Willie's Reserve, less like the Marley Natural corporate raider model. But really, it's going to come down to the product. Is the product any good? And uh, eventually, no amount of celebrity can overcome a bad product. Well, folks, that's all the time we've got here for hour one. In the evening here, poolside at Hotel Gloriana in Montego Bay, Jamaica. I'm Radical Russ. We'll be in flight tomorrow. Got a layover in JFK, making our way to Dulles to participate in the Drug Policy Alliance Biennial Conference. So stay tuned the rest of this week because I'll give you live reports. We'll have some interviews with movers and shakers and plenty of the panels and panelists. Coming up in this next hour, hour two, we'll take your calls at 971-533-7111. And I've got some more audio from the High Times Cannabis Cup. For everyone here at CannabisRadio.com, I'm Radical Russ. Until next time, take care of each other, tokers. This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seat, you plan it, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seat, you plan it.